0: Hey, homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turned marketer, turned interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is, you guys are coming with me. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm here today with Elizabeth Scruggs from Superior Construction and Design, and I'm pretty pumped because I was reading her Facebook page and it says that she's the only female general contractor and interior decorator in business, um, so on and so on and so on. But anyways, point being, she's the only female general contractor. Does that hold true still?
1: As far as I know, in my in my county, I'm the only female general contractor and designer. That's so, awesome!
0: Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! That's that's girl power right there. I love it. So, <laughs> okay, why don't you tell us a little bit? Because um, to be honest, I've actually never talked to somebody who's also a general. Con- Were you a general contractor first,
1: then designer, or designer then general contractor? Um. You know, I don't really know. I, I, that's hard to answer. I've been at, I got my license, my general contractor's license 18 years ago. Um, I've been building probably 22 or 23 years and I got my license 18 years ago. But during that time that I was building, I was always designing the spaces too, interior, or exterior or so. You know, I guess both for that long, really. That's amazing. And <laughs> is this your first career or second career? Um, I, I always, my husband is um, self-employed too. He has owned his own car business. We've always been self-employed. So during that time, my office was in his office. So I I did his books and kept my books and did that. So I worked for him some too. So I guess it's kind of a dual career maybe. I mean, early, early on, I mean, I, I was a makeup artist. I've always been involved with color somehow so I worked for Lancome Cosmetics for about oh, four years really. and I was a regional makeup artist for three states so I traveled into that and then um then I started this then so, that, so. that's amazing so
0: why don't you tell us a little bit more about um what your company does and I mean
1: anything you want to tell us about your backstory um okay so what I do um is obviously, I do some new builds. Um, I don't do any spec houses. Uh, I haven't, let me put it that way. I've never done any spec houses, but I have, um, they've all been custom builds, right? So, um, but mainly the last five or six years, I've been doing remodeling. In our area, I live right, right outside of Nashville. And so everybody and their mama is moving here, And there is nowhere to build, really. I mean, there are some places, you know, but they're right on top of each other. So people are opting to either put on an addition or, or, you know, stay in their current house and remodel it. So the past five or six years, I've been doing um, mainly, mainly, you know, total gut jobs, remodels. Um, I do a little bit. I'm licensed in small commercial as well. So I do a little bit of commercial, Um, not a whole lot. I prefer residential, but, um, you know. So that's it. So, and then I usually, you know, when I do the interior, um, when I do the remodel, I do the interior if we, you know, updating the exterior, I do that as well. So, so that's you, what I do in a nutshell. And I just, um, just hired another interior designer to work with me and she started about three weeks ago. So I've been solo up until this point. I've had, mm-hmm. um, a couple of assistants here and there, but you know, they they've just kind of been temporary, you know, and. Yeah. But, but Lineka is an interior designer. So she's, she's come on board with me and she's really helped me a lot. So how
0: are you anyway. feeling
1: about that? <laughs> do what?
0: How do you feel about that? About what? Having someone come on like that. Like that
1: sounds kind of scary. <laughs> oh, no, no, I feel great about it. Yeah. But I need the help. I mean, I have three, well, they're not small children. They're my girls. I have twin girls. They're 13 and my son is nine. So it's hard. And, and you know, this, if you know, you have your own business, you never really turn it off. Right. It's always, always there yeah. 24 hours a day. And so it's really hard to, you know, at three o'clock, turn that off and be available for them a hundred percent and run and do and take them everywhere they need to go. So, um, it's really, it's really helpful to have her, um, help me. You know, mm-hmm. the, the other girls that I had had over the last several years, I, I had two others. Um, you know, they were, they were in college and then, you know, they would have to, you know, change their classes and they wouldn't be able to stay. But they weren't um, educated yet and they did not have, um, I guess, the life experience, if that makes sense. You know, they hadn't really had a, a you know, a, a real nine to five job. And so it was it was hard to, um you know, I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable turning over any of the aspects of my jobs to them. I would, you know, it was just more or less easy stuff, you know, some paperwork or whatever. Yeah. So it's really good to have her and, um, somebody that's, you know, she just knows what she's doing yeah. pretty much. So, so yeah, it's
0: great. Well, congratulations. That sounds like a pretty wicked milestone and it sounds like you were due. So it's time and the time is now. Okay, well, before we get into chatting about, so the topic today for me um, is uh, how does a designer, what's the best way and what are the steps for a designer uh, slash decorator like myself to work with somebody like you who is like, you know, the new build, the construction, the, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, What are the steps and how how do you make that relationship really work? Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get to that, I'm just going to loosen ourselves up a little bit. So we're just going to do a quick rapid fire round. Okay. I'm just going to throw some questions at you. They're easy breezy for the most part. But I just want you to answer them as as quickly as you can. Okay. All right.
1: So what is your favorite go-to paint color? Oh, that's hard because... I don't really think there's one paint color that works in every room. It really doesn't. It depends on your lighting. And I've had uh, a lot of color training. But if I had to pick a favorite maybe that I use a lot or that, that seems to work in a lot of different situations would probably be um, White Dove by Benjamin Moore. And um, I love Sherwin-Williams paint and um, Oyster Bay. I, I really like Oyster Bay. Okay. So that might be a favorite Okay, you said you had a lot of color training. What uh, courses have
0: you taken or what did that look like and would you recommend them? Um,
1: I'm a true color expert, which is Maria Killam's course. Um, I've taken her training and then the uh, certified color expert training from Audra Slinky. Uh, I've taken hers, and I recommend both of them. You know, they they are both very good. Um, Maria's is in person, and it's a three-day kind of intensive, hands-on training, um, and it deals with undertones, which I think is extremely important. You've got to know the undertones of color and, and how they work in a space. Um, and then Audra's is an online training, but Audra's a friend of mine. Um, we're both on the national board for the Real Estate Saging Association, and Audra is an, an excellent teacher and marketer and she has a lot of great business ideas, um, that she incorporates in all of her trainings. So, um, both were very good, uh, very good training in color and Audra's had a lot of business uh, with it too. So,
0: okay. Well, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to get you to, I'm going to get her info after we're done here so I can, uh, link it in the show notes and I can go check it out obviously. Okay. Um, what do you struggle most with most in your business?
1: Oh, yes. Um it's going to sound cliché time you know um it just it seems like I never have enough time in the day um to do everything and that's another reason I'm glad to have Lenica uh to help me and you know just keeping it all together because in my jobs um you know I'm overseeing everything I'm overseeing the design I'm overseeing my guys I'm overseeing the process I'm overseeing the vendors I'm overseeing um the product and the materials and you know you just got to keep all that real tight because if there's uh, one break in the chain, you know, if one link goes, everything tumbles kind of like dominoes. So, mm-hmm. um, probably just, you know, staying on top of things and not that I don't stay on top of things, but you know, just, um, time, you know, and I have a, I have a hard time with saying no, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I take on probably more projects at a, at a time than I should. Um, how many would I, you
0: take on? Huh? How many do you
1: take? Like, how many do you have right um, now? Right now, I'm down to six, four, five, six, six. But I have had up to fourteen at a time, and that's just you know, it's it's just crazy. It's too much, you
0: know. I did so, that in my first year, and it was, and I'm not even doing construction,
1: and it was like stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's too much. So I'm trying to. Um, Take fewer jobs but bigger jobs. Yep. Yeah. And that way it just, you know, it works out better and I can be more present because, you know, especially on the ones that involve construction, and not all my jobs involve construction, but on the oh. ones that do, I want to be on site every day. You know, you, you have to be. So, you know, just spreading myself too thin is probably my biggest struggle. Okay. I'm making a note for a question later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me okay um who is your design crush Ooh wee! i've got lots of those i oh. uh, love charlotte moss bunny williams alexa hampton those are probably my top three um i saw alexa hampton
0: talk um uh, uh, tr- i don't know some event in toronto once and yeah it was pretty awesome
1: yeah she's been to nashville and i've heard her speak. she's great she's great so
0: being of yeah. nashville it's on our list So next year I'm turning 40. So like a bunch of us. So when I turned 30, a bunch of us did a trip to Vegas and now we're doing like a, anybody who wants to come, come anybody who's (laughs) turning 40 next year, let's do this. And Nashville is like on the short list for places to go.
1: I've heard such great things about Nashville. It's great. It's great. And it's just getting so big. I mean, you know, if you like music, like last weekend, on Saturday, okay, between Thursday and Friday, Keith Urban, Garth Brooks, Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Def Leppard and Journey all played within three days. They were oh down God. here. You know, and you can see stuff, I and mean, they're walking around downtown. I mean, it's just, it's it's a cool town. God, but I grew awful. up here, so I love it. I mean, you yeah. know. Do you watch
0: the show, Nashville? This is off topic, but. <laughs> I've never seen it. No. Oh, my God. It's a great show, actually. That's um, what everybody says. You know, it's funny because I wouldn't put country music on the top of my list, but I yeah. really like all the music they play. Like you? It, it's like you get, it gets in your head because they play it over and over and stuff. But anyway, sorry,
1: off yeah. topic. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What tools do you use in your business that you couldn't live without? Uh, QuickBooks would be the main one. Um, and I just. Switched over to QuickBooks Online. I've always used it, you know, just like the com- the desktop mm-hmm. version, but now, gosh, it's so much easier and it's backed up on the cloud. I don't have to worry about it. And, um, you know, my accountants can get in there and anytime they want to. So that would be probably what I could not live without. I just, um, I said just probably about four months ago, signed on with my DOMA and I've been working with that. I'm still not using it to its full potential yet because. I had time to like read you know watch all the videos, but Lenica is working on that. And so I'm hoping, um, you know, the potential that these online softwares have and, and project management softwares have are great, you know? So I think once we learn that it's going to be really, really invaluable. Cool. I hope awesome.
0: so. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Finish the sentence. This is my last one. So okay. um, finish the sentence. I couldn't live without my blank. <laughs> Diet Coke.
1: Everyone <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no loves Diet Coke. That's so funny. Uh no, probably my uh, probably my books and design books. I mean I I'm a huge reader and I love books and I I try and, you know, I think that's one of the, the biggest things you can do in our business is just to stay educated. Mm-hmm. And cause they're always, you know, there's always something new. There's always a new product. There's a new vendor. There's always something new. So with trade shows and, and couple that with reading, I, I think, um, that's really important. And so, um, but probably, probably my design books. Okay.
0: Then I got to ask, I know I'm waiting for it. Uh, what, what two I'm, books would you recommend are like must read? I'm ready for that. I've been waiting for that. Okay. So right?
1: Okay. See? Okay. I'm ready. You think I love I, that you're ready. I'm ready. Charlotte Moss. She's one of the my uh, design crushes I told you about. This, I mean, she's got many books, but this is one of my favorites. It's called A Visual Life. And she is a big um, scrapbooker and not a scrapbooker in the sense of, what we all think about when we think and yeah, cutting and pasting and all that, but she um, she keeps clippings of things that inspire her and things that she has has seen and she makes collages with them. Oh, and I mean, I'll just say, and I just think it's I just love this book because it's so good for inspiration. You know, I love the inspiration. Wow. So, so, for so a
0: listener, she's actually she's got the books right beside her, and she's showing me, and I love it, and I'm putting it on my hit list.
1: I'm going to show you one more thing because more. I was listening to your guest Candice Scott yesterday. I think you okay. listened to one of my podcasts. I've listened to all of them. What? Yeah. Thank you. I have. I have. That's so Did so nice. the Design Directory of Window Treatments right? This is yes. It. She's talking about how it's a volume. You see how see it's massive it's massive. But she said it was by Von Tobel. It's by Jackie Von Tobel. So Uh-oh. I wanted to kind of Show her that Jackie, and Jackie's a friend of mine. Jackie's an amazing artist and creator and maker. And if you ever have the chance, this is something you need to do. She puts on a um, tour of all the markets. And I just went on a tour of Las Vegas market with she and, and her partner, Deb. And, you know, if you've not been to a market before, it's the greatest way to see and learn about a market. Um, but Jackie's great. And she's also an illustrator. So, like, she illustrated. I'm going to show you this.
0: That's amazing. She
1: illustrated the entire volume and all the copy to go with it. So,
0: so first of all, when I think about window treatments, I don't think my brain can comprehend that. There's like the book that she just showed me is like a good inch and a half thick. And I'm thinking, well, mm. apparently there's more window treatments out there than I wasn't even aware of. But uh, I went to high point last year and yeah. it was extremely overwhelming. Yeah. Overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have it in me to do it again this year. It was, it was a lot. And I needed, yeah. I, thought, I was like, I think I need a, a year to recover from that overwhelm and then go back again when I feel like I've wrapped my head around it. And maybe yeah. next time I go to Vegas, because maybe it's a smaller introduction and it won't make me feel yeah. so like stressed.
1: <laughs> it, is. it is. Vegas is much smaller and it's much easier to navigate. I mean, High Point's a city, right? It's a mm-hmm. city, not a market. Like, I don't know if you've been to um, Atlanta Market or Dallas. No. Atlanta is not bad either, but Las Vegas is smaller in the sense that it's in three buildings. They're all together. It's very mapped out. It's very easily um, navigated. That would probably be your best next, you know, you know, just think you're right. It. So easy. And go on one of Jackie's tours. All you have yeah. to do is apply. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it would be so beneficial to anybody listening. You know, if y'all haven't been to a market or only been to one and kind of overwhelmed, go on one of these tours. They do them for High Point. Um, I don't know if they do Atlanta, but um, they do for High Point and Vegas for sure.
0: And so what do you get out of the tour that you feel like you wouldn't get if you went on your own?
1: Um. They, well, first of all, we went to some vendors that I probably would not have gone to. Not for any specific reason. It's just, you know, maybe one that I wouldn't have gone to before. Um, and the vendors, you know, when they bring these tours in, um, they really cater to you and they give you lots of backstory on their company, a lot of history, and and you learn so, so much about it. And um, and they get you in and out. I mean, and there's lots of you know of course around market there's always free food but you know they have a lot of special events for the tours that you might not know about otherwise um okay i went to kbiz i'm a member of the national kitchen and bath association and i always go to kbiz which is kitchen and bath industry show and iba which is international builder show and they're held in conjunction with each other and it's always in january and last year i went on a blog tour with Veronica Eagleson, she does tours as well. And I actually won a spot on that tour, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And we let me tell you, they it, it's great to go on a tour because you get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff that you wouldn't normally see. So great, a great way to learn things. Okay. So-
0: Okay, cool. Well, thank you. I'm going to look into that for the next time. And I think you're right. My next My next market experience, I think I just need to reel it in a little bit and maybe hit up Vegas and I can make it like a double whammy where it's like I go for a little bit of fun too, even though, like I said, I went to Vegas when I was 30 and uh, I basically vowed I would never go back because it was like just too
1: much. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> but I mean... You know, I, I think every I can handle years it. Years ago, let me tell you, it's it's just gotten worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time I go, I'm like, oh my gosh, it can't end but well. Market, you stay inside, you know, and you don't have to get out much. That's so, That's good.
0: Okay, so let's move on to the topic at hand, which is how designers can work with um, new build. Okay, so for context, basically, I got a lead a couple weeks ago, and it's like nothing I've ever done um, which is good. Uh, you know, people tell you, you know, sometimes you just need to say yes and figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but there's a like comfort level for me where my honesty gets in the way. And sometimes like that's hard for me to do like, and I'm, you know, I would never lie to a lead. So I, it's very important to me to kind of wrap my head around whether this is something I can handle and should handle. And it is good to push myself. Uh, yeah. but you know, try to get some facts to kind of understand the best way to approach it. So what's interesting too is that um, it's also, it's it's the the client's second home. So it's, which also is a first for me. I've never had a client with a second home before. So this, we are going in a good direction here. All okay. right. Uh, but it's a second home in uh, a little area that's about two hours away. Okay. So that creates some complication, obviously. So, mm-hmm. so the deal is um, he really is looking for help to look at the floor planning so he already has drawings and he wants a designer because he knows sometimes like you know the architects and whatnot don't always have like you know he just wants a second set of eyes for the aesthetics like the finishes yeah. ideas and obviously to think about floor planning with the furniture and make sure that you know the right decisions are made for for that type of thing which to yeah. me seems like no big deal but he he's definitely cuz this is a big deal obviously it's a new build um, it's not going to be done until the end of next year. And he's asking me some very relevant questions, but it's the first time I'm getting these really intense questions. And, right. and it's scary because, um, I have to be honest, but I also, so I have to be, you know, cause he's saying, have you ever taken a project like this of this scale? Well, no, I have not. So, right. so I have to be honest, but I also want to be able to spin it and say, but here's what I can bring to the table. So I need to understand more. So my question for you, first of all, would be, um, do you ever have designers who work with you that are not like, are you always your own designer for any project or do you ever have designers that work with you and you're the general
1: contractor? I have never had that. I've always, and and not because I won't, I mean, it's not something that I would not do, but it, it just hasn't come up. Yeah. No, I mean, nine times out of 10, and this is what my clients tell me is they hire me. If they hire me, it's because I'm a female, first of all, nothing against my male counterparts, but you know, they do, you know, yeah. and because I can do it all. Yeah. You know? So, so I haven't, but, you know, I would like to sometime just to kind of yeah. because it would ease up, lot, you know, take a lot. Of yeah.
0: Well, and I'm sure that basically, regardless, I'm sure it's all relevant. Like your advice to me would be relevant on how I would work with, you know, oh, sure. a yeah. new build situation. So I guess my question would be like, um, you know, how what what would you see? How do how do you see that relationship working? And what do you, in my mind, I think, okay, the first step is I do need to meet with the architect slash new build company and understand, I need to understand, I assume, and this is, I don't, I want to make sure, you know, I've given it some thought and I'm not just like, give me all the answers, but I would yeah, assume that. like early on, it's like, I have a meeting with them. I need to understand, like if I'm sourcing a tile that they need to use, I need to understand what, what is, has been budgeted cost per square foot in order for me to know what to look for um, exactly. and details like that. But then that's where I get a bit like stuck. So, you know, how do you foresee kind of starting a process like this? Um, in, like with a client slash new build where I'm really just specifying finishes and helping drive the aesthetic.
1: Right. Right. So the main thing I think you would uh, need to form is a is a great communication, which you've already thought about that. So I would have an initial meeting. Um and this is the way if I were gonna work with an interior designer, uh, you know, okay. Love it. what I would do is I would have an initial meeting and you would want to find out the the you know the entire scope of work that they're doing and um the timeline. You know, there's always a timeline on a project a construction project and then ask them about specific vendors. Some builders have vendors that, you know, that's the only people they work with. So you need to find out those vendors first and then make a connection with them. And so you can know where you can start sourcing your products. Um, and then I would just, um, you know, ideally for me, what I would like would be, you know, maybe a, a weekly check-in, say, so, you know, whatever day of the week, Fridays and say, you know, are we still, you um, are we still on time? Are we still, you know, where we need to be? Is there anything I need to be doing? And, and ask them, you know, what specifically do you need me to do? Some of them, you know, some builders I know, and I'm just talking about, you know, that I've other builders that I've worked with here. Um, they, and a lot of custom builders, you know, too, they have certain tiles, like, like you said in the example, they may only want to use something from Dow Tile and they may, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the male builders will say, you know, I, I, we're going to lay in there's a 12 by 12 tile and that's it. Well, you know, that's not going to fit in your design. So you need to kind of, you know, talk with them, discuss those aspects of the design with them up front and ask them, you know, what kind of parameters do I have in the bathroom? You know, um, what kind of parameters do I have in the kitchen? Where do I need to look for appliances? Because, you know, if you're specing in the cabinetry, you're going to need, need to know the appliances and have yeah, those dimensions, yeah. um, so, you know, find out if they have a specific appliance vendor that they work with. Um, and the more time you have between knowing that and the deadline of when you have to have those products, the better. So if you could meet with them, you know, early on, I mean, you've got a year for this project. So it's a massive build, it sounds like. Yeah. So, so you're, you're at a good place, um, you know, but just get with them and find out and then just ask them, how can I help you? You know, a lot of builders here you know they don't. They don't want another person stepping in their job. And a lot of them, I, I just and I'm. I'm just telling you what I've heard in my my yeah. male counterparts because I'm with builders all day long. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them say, you know, I, I don't want anybody in here trying to run my project. I don't. And that's that's kind of what some of them see a designer as. You know, just let them know on the front end. You're just there to help them. You know, and and alleviate some of the um, decision making. And you want to be a liaison between um, them and the homeowner, Mm -hmm. which will be very appealing, especially to a builder because, you know, some homeowners, uh, you know, people are different and some really want to see your face every single day and they feel like you need to be there two and three hours a day. So if, if your builder knows that you're going to help with that, then that's a good thing. And, and, you know, you'll start off on the right foot there. So that's probably where I'd start, you know, um, so and I guess I should also elaborate I have only <clears throat>
0: I've only um helped specify finishes for a mm-hmm. couple of clients because really my niche is very much focused on the furnishing of a room that's already in existence. Yeah. <laughs> um which is kind of it, it's been a definitely a niche for me and I don't know if it's like this is one of those opportunities that has presented itself to me. And also it needs to be furnished down the line as well. And I might realize after I do it that I hate it and that's cool. And I won't do it again. Or I might realize like, I love it.
1: You will. This will be a great
0: project for you. You'll love it. Yeah. It's very, can I tell you though, it's very scary because it's, well, it's also the way it came about is that my mother-in-law who used to be a big wig at the bank, uh commented or liked something on Facebook from my business page. And that's how her boss from the bank, who's now retired, is the one who contacted me. So it's kind no. of like if I no pressure. Up, <laughs> it's like there's a connection to my mother-in-law yeah. there, and that's very terrifying to me. Yeah, that is, yeah, I get that. Right. So that's very like, oh my God. Um, but anyways, so So obviously like I'm hoping that I like it and it can open up maybe some opportunity because I, 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 it could be cool. It could be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, my other question would be, well, would would it be safe for me to ask them to like, you know, how do you want me to deliver the information that you need or, or is there a standard for that that I should already know and maybe Mm -hmm. assume or do I say, Hey, contractor, not contractor, new build company, like, you know, you tell me how you want me to give you the information and I'm happy to provide it to you the best way that works for you. Is that yeah, your
1: exactly question? what I would do? Yeah. If they are are they a big new build company? I mean, are they like a massive, like a, They seem to be, but. Okay. So they probably have some kind of system. If they don't, you know, you might want to suggest like Trello where y'all can all be in the same loop because I use Trello for some things, which is a great, great free yep. project management. I'm yep. sure you used it. Yeah. Uh, but if they're, if they're a larger company, they probably have, first of all, if they're a, a large company, like a large spec build company or developer, then they've worked with a designer before. So they probably have some set of parameters. Um, if they don't, then just ask them what you just asked me, you know, how would you like me to deliver the information to you? When do you need these decisions? Do you have a timeline of, you know, when you need the finish selections and the flooring selections and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would ask them that and um, just don't, you know, they're going to be happy to have the help. Trust me, if they if they've not worked with a designer before, they're going to be happy to have you um, and just ask them, you know, what's the best way or how they want you to handle it. And that way, then they'll know that, you know, you're not trying to take over, or you know, project manage or any of that, you know, mm-hmm. the is there to help them.
0: Well, that was the one thing. Where the The client who called me was like, you know, talking about project management. I was like, well, I'm going to stop you right there. I I I would never project manage a construction job. Like, I would assume that the like that is not. I don't have the capacity to do that, and I would assume that the 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 new build company is going to do that. But I can project manage the furnishings when you need to furnish that I can handle. That is what I do all of the time. And I can manage my own timelines as far as meeting the deadlines they need. But, and he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Cause I was like, well, whoa, like if that's what you're looking for, I'm not your girl. Cause I yeah. can't do that.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I hear this term project manager thrown around a whole lot and I don't really understand it. And so if, you know, any of your listeners can help me with that and maybe educate me on that because that's what a general contractor is. They're the project manager. I don't understand why there would be the need for an additional project manager. You know, if you're an interior designer, you're an interior designer and you are, you know, that is your wheelhouse and that's what you're over and you can work in tandem with the GC or the project manager or whatever. But I don't understand. I've, I've heard other interior designers talk about project manage. Well, Damn. but I don't understand that. You know, if, if they're overseeing a renovation, Maybe. Um, but they cannot be hiring subcontractors directly and paying them directly because that puts them in a general contractor status without a license. And there's that opens up a ton of liability on Ooh. themselves and the homeowner. So <laughs> I don't really understand that, but pro- as far as project managing, like you said, the furnishings and the finishes and, and all that, yeah, you got that. You can do that. Totally. Right. And okay, so as far as um
0: Kind of okay, so the, next week I'm actually meeting. What we decided to do was normally I would have a consultation in the home, but they don't have a home yet. So, um, so this is just like a completely new thing, like new for me. So, what I suggested was I think we should just meet in your home in Toronto where mm-hmm. I'm going to see how you live and your lifestyle and you're going to, because they were telling me also like, well, some of this, this in my own home, we didn't really like how they did this. And I was like, those are all going to be really good things for me to learn like what you like and don't like about your house at, you know, here in Toronto. And I basically like, you know, people are probably gonna be mad, but I just said I wouldn't charge for it mostly because I feel like I'm going into that, that meeting learning as I go. And I'm not going to charge for something when I don't know that I'm really going to add any value. And so for me, it was like, we're going to meet. I'm going to understand more of what you need me to do. I'm going to tell you what I could think. And I'm going to answer these questions that you asked me. And I'm going to either make you more comfortable with moving forward with me or you're going to decide or vice versa. And you're going to decide. So um, we're going to do that. Now, would you see basically like, should my very next meeting, should I be suggesting like immediately before I even throw a? you know, here's what it's going to look like to work together before we even decide to move forward. Should I be meeting with the builder to make sure it makes sense
1: that we understand my role before we even decide to move forward? Are you under contract? Do you already have the job with them? No. Okay. So you don't have the job with them yet. Okay. Um, First of all, yeah, I would never meet with them without charging a consultation fee. Don't let, they don't know what you know and what you don't, but I promise you what you know, even though you feel like it maybe very little, what you know is way more than they know right now. Right. Okay? So, but, so don't do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> I won't beat you up about that, but you're, you're, you're given, you know, your time and your services I and know. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot, but still, you know, more than they know right now. So, um, or they wouldn't be talking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that would be okay to me with him. You need a copy of the plan from the get go. I have it. Do you? Okay. So you sent and, me all that. That's
0: good, but so, it's not like I've ever looked at a plan in my life before. Do what? It's not <laughs> if I've ever looked at a plan in my life before, though. So, <laughs> well, you'll.
1: That's that's all right. It's good that you have it now, so you can look over it and get familiar with it. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, after you meet with them, you know, I would, you know, get them under contract as soon as you can, and then then my next thing would be meeting with the builder. Mm-hmm. That would be my very next. Are they the builder architect? Did they do yes. all of it? they just okay better that's even better so they 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 know what they're doing I mean they're they're a pretty big firm then. so yeah I would meet with them next and then just go over you know exactly what we talked about before timelines and scope Mm -hmm. of work um you know deadlines of when they need your decisions
0: and then like for something like this um how okay they're two hours away right right oh
1: yeah that's right i forgot
0: one of his questions is like how do you foresee be like your on-site presence versus remote support and earlier we were talking and you said you you said something that i noted on you you want to be on site every
1: day do you want to be on site every day because you're the general contractor yes okay because i was like oh no. No, no 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 that's yeah that's when i'm in the contract role, yeah, because I, I want to know what my guys are doing. And if something, you know, if there needs to be a decision made, you need to be there or be close by, you know. So, yeah, not not in the design process. Okay. Um, now, when you deliver the your design, you know, and get the approval on it and have all the specs, then they should be able to, you know, roll with that. And then maybe you do an on-site inspection, you know, if it's two hours away, maybe once every week, week and a half, or if there's a major install, say the cabinetry, you know, you might want to be there that day or okay. you know, an hour or so that day just to make sure everything comes in as it's supposed to. Because even if your homeowner has signed off on it and seen it, um, or, or seen seen the, you know, the CAD drawings of it, you know what it's supposed to look like. So, you know, I, I had one not too long ago where the cabinetry came in and they had the it, it was so the vein of one of the seven bathrooms in the house and one of the back one of the vanities was completely wrong like completely wrong and they had it set and were installing it when I got there so and the homeowner didn't know because it had been a year-long process kind of yeah. the same thing could not remember they didn't know they couldn't remember what they had but it was completely wrong so when you have major installs like that I do like to be there on those days so what would you be, so cabinetry would be
0: a major install you would suggest potentially being on site for. Are there any other? Flooring. Installs? Flooring. Yeah. I've had I would, would assume especially tile. Yeah. You're no, I've had the wrong floor before, so. And, okay, so when it, circling back to, um, you, were, you were saying, um, that was actually something i thought of, uh, you know, who, because also it's two hours away. Yeah. Um, is whoever they are using vendor wise? If they have some, like, is the vendor available in Toronto, or do I have to be traveling there to also be specking? You know, it, there's a lot of variables, obviously.
1: Yeah, but that's why um, you need to know who the vendors are, or if they're going to allow you to use your own. You know, because well, that would make a that would make a big difference. But they probably they. They're probably, they sound like a big outfit. They probably have certain vendors they work with. I would assume so. And basically,
0: um, I would be specifying the cabinetry even. Huh. I hadn't thought about it to that level. I, you know, in my head, I was thinking. Yeah.
1: If he's hiring you for a design, yeah, uh, you're probably going to be speccing, I'm just assuming, the entire interior, which would include flooring. Uh, You'll need a, um, you know, your cabinetry and the bathroom cabinetry and vanities and, Maybe even the millwork. Okay. You know what yeah. kind of millwork designs do they want? Um, mm-hmm. Doors, interior doors, uh, interior door hardware, cabinet oh, hardware. Goodness, this is the, good though. Know. When I show
0: up at that meeting next week with these questions, he's going to be impressed. Do you? Yeah. You do this? So, I mean, yeah. Your,
1: lighting, your lighting. You know, you're going to have to have Dad a guy. I know he wants help with. Yeah. Yeah, and you might, you know, you might meet with the electrician at some point during that because. I, and did they use okay they had an arch, architect so you said they drew this plan a lot of standard plans that you know people get and they order online you know they have one center fixture well that's not enough you need yeah. can lights, so yeah. you, you might want to go over the lighting with them i'm yeah. sure they if they drew the plan i'm sure it's fine but yeah um okay but make sure that that placement if if the homeowner was not involved in the drawing of the plan maybe they were but if they weren't make sure that that placement is is all right and maybe you know if um you know, if he's marriage, you know, the, the lighting over the master vanities are, are really important. You know, if you want sconces, sometimes yeah. um, that might be better than overhead or what's the natural lighting in that room and how is it going to reflect, um, things like that. Yeah. So you the electrician or, or at least ask the homeowners if they like the lighting design that's, that's on the plan already as it right.
0: stands. I love it. And another, okay. So I know, and maybe this is more like, the type of builders that do like 10 houses and then, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Developers. I don't know what those are called, but um, you know how you go into a house and then you got a light switch sitting in the middle of the wall. Um, Is that something I would talk to the, you know, these are questions again, I don't know because I've never done this, but is that something that you would normally see in an elevation drawing or would it come after the fact? And I just need to make sure to call that out
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll be shown in the elevation. They're also shown on the plan. If you know the, what you're looking at and there should be a key somewhere on the plan that'll okay. show you what's an electrical outlet, what's a, you know, um, audio visual and all that. So find that key and then look at the plan and you'll see the locations of where they have the plugs and everything. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that, those are some of the biggest mistakes, I think, when I see a new build or, you know, a spec build. You know, there's stick plugs everywhere. There's never enough, never enough plugs. Yeah. light switches are in the wrong place. You know, they'll be behind a door. Uh, you yeah. know, you want to make sure the door swings are the correct swing. And I'm sure, if you know, they drew this, so I'm sure they are. Um, but, you know, I'm, we're remodeling a basement right now in a new build. The People have lived there two or three months. And when you walk from their basement up to the main part of the house the way the door swing is it swings into the kitchen. So they have to walk at the top of the stairs, come in into the dining room, shut the door and then go in the kitchen. And on a plan, you probably don't notice that, you know, or builders, just, you know, builders get the plan, they build it. Um, but it's totally screwed up for when she's bringing her groceries in, you know, and that's where it's good to have a designer, you know, female kind of think about stuff like that. Um, I mean, not just female, but, you know, we think about groceries and how we get in and out of the house yeah. and that stuff. Um, So we're replacing that entire door unit to have a different swing so it'll be easier for them.
0: Mm-hmm. So things like that. And for something like this, wh- how would you suggest, because it seems like there's probably just too many variables for me to even try to estimate a flat fee for this. Like, I, I, I how would you suggest um, suggesting I, pricing for for this job
1: hourly because you're gonna you're gonna have so many more hours in there and you're probably not going to charge all the hours you have on it honest and true
0: yeah
1: um you should but i mean you know most designers don't but you should keep your log sheet and just tell them because you're going to be involved for a year with this project yeah no that's a long time
0: and and that's come up at any time i'm also envisioning like which happened when i was um helping somebody else with their specs or like their finishes for their condo, like the contractor calls with like, there's an issue, uh, that plumbing doesn't work. What do you want me to replace it with? So, you know, I feel like I probably need to account for that in my contract. Like, you know, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You need to be covered. And in your contract, if you have, you know, You need to make sure because in projects like this, they're all encompassing and you're going to get really close with these people. You're going to spend a lot of time with them and they're going to get to feel like if you don't put boundaries up front, that they can text you all hours of the day and night and they can call you and the contractor may too. I don't know. So you need to be kind of clear about that up front, you know, that that you are available, but you know, if they're going to start texting you at seven o'clock at night, you're going to charge for it. Mm-hmm. and you need to charge for it so um and about the plumbing not working I mean that shouldn't be an issue I mean they they should on the plans you'll know what plumbing you need
0: yeah you um, know what that was a terrible example <laughs>
1: no, but, I mean, yeah 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 you shouldn't have any problems like that hopefully right hopefully yeah.
0: not um mm-hmm. and out of curiosity your boundary stuff do you put that in your contract or do you have like, okay, you've signed like the official contract,
1: but now we're going to have like the boundary talk or do you roll yeah. that right on into your contract? Oh, it's in my contract. It says I'm available eight to five. And, um, if you text or call me after that, I charge it at time and a half, my hourly rate. Okay. Um, and that, that way they know, you know, up front because before I did that and I, and I felt like, you know, we always most of us, I don't, you may not be this way. And if you're not, that's a good thing. But you know, I feel like if an email comes in, I have to answer it right then. Or if a text comes in, I have to answer it right then. You know, it's just not that way. You know, mm-hmm. there's no other, no other um, um, occupation in the world where people just, you know, jump that fast. So, you know, if you, if you give it a couple of hours and in return the call, that's fine. But, um, you know, I'm really bad about that, so I had to put some boundaries on it. Otherwise, I mean, I was up till you know ten or eleven. People texting me, and and because my number's on my website, I had people texting me, you know, about paint colors for their den at ten o'clock at night. It's just oh, I've really lost
0: their minds. Yeah, so I can't. I know, like what what I have now, but now I might roll some key stuff into my contract. What I have now is um, you sign the contract. Uh, but then afterwards, it's not really like a formal contract, but it's like a, um, the rules of engagement, right? a little more, less formal than a contract about the, like you pay this and that, but, and I've been using Dubsado. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a really great tool for, I'm basically using it to automate all client communication that's repeatable. You know, like the same things we need to tell every client before consultation, before, you know, when they become a client, when they move to phase two or whatever that looks like. It's all, so, um, and it automates also your contracts right into it. You do your proposals right in it for like your service proposals. And anyway, so after they become a client, after the consultation, for example, we've now, you know, I've, I've given you a proposal for me to do the work and you've gone ahead. So the, ne- the next thing they're getting is an email, which is kind of like a contract. It looks like a contract, but it says like, you know, and I, and I didn't make up the language. It's in like, you know, shared in the groups and whatnot, but yeah. it's like things such as, you know, your friends are not your designer. Like you hired me, you don't need their opinion. That's um, so good. <laughs> and like, yeah, you're, you're gonna only talk to me between X, you know, we don't text. You know, that's yeah. like, and it's, and it's in, you know, paint can be a bit of a jerk sometimes and it is not always going to react the way we want. And we're going to change it when we need to. And things are going to go wrong. Things are going to show up broken and it's not the end of the world. We're going to do what we can to make it right. But it's all just so, so I haven't put it in my contract, but I've ruled it in. And they have to sign each individual thing. It's digital. that's, good. that's great. So It feels like a contract and yeah. it's like, and I will verbally take them through it too, but it's just like, you know, I feel like I've realized that that communication and managing the expectations of like how long this is going to take and the mm-hmm. things are going to go wrong, like all the time, it's just going to happen. And like, we're not saving lives here. Like it's gone.
1: That's gonna be right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Yeah. That's good. That's so good that you do that. That's great. And, you well, have and some- it's a work in <laughs> progress
0: for sure. And it's like so many things yeah. learned, right? It's just... Yeah, and you no, always like, figure right. something else
1: to add to it. You know, it's just, yeah.
0: All of the time. It's literally all of the time. Yeah. You know, you screw yourself. Because I, I do, like I had an issue with a wallpaper install yesterday. And yeah. um, I was like, well, I'm going to probably eat the cost of that, right? So, but it, it really didn't feel like it was my mistake. because, and, and I did talk to the manufacturer. And they basically have said, you know, that pot, wallpaper is a problem wallpaper. They basically admitted it. So they've said, here's how we're going to fix it, which was great. But you know, I, I didn't, there was a couple things that happened that I was like, I should have managed the expectations on like, if it's a big mural and it wraps around the room, this corner, they're not going to match up. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So I thought I need now to create a communication about wallpaper expectations and it's all going to be in this tool that I use and it's literally just send the email and and the document it's all there it's super easy so and I made a list of like how to manage these expectations because I really think half of it is just managing the expectation
1: yeah it really is I mean 90% of our job is business related the other 10% is design related I mean you know, let's be serious. I don't know an interior designer, interior decorator out here who puts out bad work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've just not seen one that, you know, everybody has their own aesthetic and they're all beautiful, but the, the most successful ones have good business practices. Yeah. So, and that's where you make, that's where the difference lies. Um, and we're all always working on that, you know, but I will tell you this and I learned this from Kimberly Selden and I don't know if you listened to her, but you know what she would tell you about that wallpaper prop, you know, that wallpaper issue, you get paid for problems. I know you can't help that. You know, if they were doing it themselves, they would have to pick up the phone. They would have to call the vendor. They would have to handle it. You know, it's funny and, that you say that because also
0: there's a secondary installation that needs to take place. So today I thought I need to know in my contract. If something happens, if you had done that, you're like, you're going to have to pay for the second wallpaper installation. It is not right. my fault. It's not your fault, but you have a choice to make. Exactly. Keep it exactly. as is or pay for a new installation. Yeah.
1: Right, right. Exactly. And it took me a long time to do that. Cause look, I I've I've eaten stuff for twenty years thinking that, oh gosh, you know, I, I you know, this is my job. I, I'm in charge of it. I've got to eat that. Well, you know, no. Unless it was, you know, something I directly was responsible for. You yeah. know, you shouldn't have to you know, if it's somebody else's fault, you know, nobody has control over that. Mm-hmm. Certainly not you or me, you know, and they I would know. have to handle it too. So, yeah. yeah. It's
0: a, it's a, it's amazing how, like, when I, when I think about where my mind was at when I started this business and it's like, you don't, you truly don't fully comprehend the amount of liability with every decision that you make. And yeah. somebody in the group today uh, posted about an issue she was having. She, somebody was on a budget, and she just, they just, the client swore up and down, "I I won't need revisions." So they char- yeah. she she charged her the price without revisions. Well, the client's not happy, doesn't want to pay the final invoice, and now she's kind of like, she had posted in the group something like, "You know, I don't, you know, where did, along the way did we decide that we just can get steamrolled over everything and we eat the cost of everything all of the time?" You know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's so hard. Cause you're just like, Oh, I'm scared of that bad review.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's always hanging over your head and you know, we're people pleasers and we want everybody to be happy, happy and, and, and love everything we do. And you know, the reality is there's going to be somebody, there are people out there. You just can't please no matter yeah. what you do. And the harder you work, the worse it gets. It seems like sometimes, you know, and I've been there. So yeah. Yeah. And so I've just tried to learn, you know, over the years and that, that just comes with years. Like you've got two years, you know, you've learned so many things in your yeah. two years already and you learn those red flags, you know, um, and it's okay to turn jobs down, you know, and I've just started, I've just realized that in the last couple of years and I've been turning some down because they, um, you know, you just get a feel for it up front. You know, if they're your ideal client, you know, if it's a situation you want to work with and, you know, it's okay to turn it down and save yourself, you know, stress or a potential problem or, you know, an aggravated person down the road, you know. Okay. I'm going
0: to ask you one last question since you're on that topic and then we'll wrap up because it's, we're coming on an hour now. Um, On that note of like turning clients down. uh, Okay. So you've gone to, you've had the consultation, let's say, And they're like eager. They want to keep working with you, but you've had some red flags. Whatever those red flags are, I I would suspect a red flag is very different depending on the person. Right. Because of personalities and whatnot. And they're like, great, I paid you your consultation fee. The next step would in theory be your proposal to tell you what it's going to cost and what your contract is to work with me. And your, your mind is saying, nope, red flags. How do you turn that person down without coming off like, I don't like you and, and, and burning. Yeah. bridges, And, and then, you know, looking like a jerk.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard. I, um, I do all my scheduling on my website. So it says in there, um, I have like a separate design consultation from a construction consultation. Right. And so it says in there, this is what we're going to do on this consultation. And if we mutually decide to work together this is how we'll go for, I forget the exact verbiage, but I put in there, you know, it, because sometimes they may not like me, you know, and we don't click and I just tell them, um, the ones I have turned down, I have just said, you know, I really feel like, um, that we might not be a good fit for each other, but let me suggest some of my friends that are, or, you know, one, uh, suggest somebody that might be, you know, and I just tell them, um, you know, I, I forget what I said to the last one, but I, you know, you I just say it say, to I, their face in the consultation. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't say it there because usually, usually I don't have anybody who, um, I don't take a contract on the spot and I don't like sign a contract on the spot. I meet with them. I have a consultation. I tell them what, you know, this is what I can do for you. And this is what I would do if, you know, if you hire me and da da da, da. And I just say, you know, think about it a couple of days. And if you want to work together, let me know. And then we have a phone conversation after that. If if it's something like, you know, construction, a bigger project, you know? um, And that's, that's when I say, you know, I just really don't feel like um, we're a good fit for each other. And I've only had to do that a couple of times. And one of them, um, they were just really unruly from the get go. (laughs) They were hard to handle. He was, very dominant and very booming voice and very demanding, just in a consultation. And when I left there, I knew I wouldn't go work for him. Yeah, And uh, he, he emailed me and said, well, when are you coming back? And when are you starting? And I said, well, you know, um, and I did email this one just because he had emailed me first before I even got home. And I, I told him, I said, you know, we don't really have a contract and I haven't sent you over my contract, but I really feel like um. after our meeting, our personalities probably just aren't the best fit for each other. It's what I said on that one. So like I said, there's only been a couple, but, and, it, and it's weird and it's awkward, but you know, I, you know what, it's like, you're, it's so true. Like it's weird.
0: It's awkward, but my God, like, it's just so worth it to have it. So um, it. I feel it's a red flag for me is sometimes somebody who, like, I just don't think you have the right budget. And yeah. I feel like you're going to expect too much and I'm not willing, Yeah, you know, so the, this one I'm having, my spidey senses are tingling when I was there. You know, when somebody, when you say things and then it's always like no to everything or like, Oh, I thought that, but, or it's not good. And I, to me, that's like, well, this isn't, I, I want this is I'm having this revelation right now. The idea is to give as many ideas maybe during the consultation to see how they respond, because I think that can be very telling, whether somebody is a difficult person to work with or not. Anyway, yeah. my spidey senses were tingling, but then we turned it around, I felt like. I sent her a proposal and then uh she did get back, uh, and it just seemed like your budget, like I'm I'm, I'm inflexible on these. And she was like changing the numbers, like a bed for this. And it's like oh, uh, you know, like I'm not willing to say I can get a bed for that, you know? And yeah. it's like, maybe this isn't the right fit. And I just said, I can give you a plan and you can source for yourself,
1: whatever yeah. budget. Give them an design And that's that's another thing you can do is just say, you know what, your budget is not, I'm not the designer to work for you with that budget. Yeah. I'd be happy to do you an e-design and you can source the projects yourself. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, your budget just isn't gonna work with, um, you know, my design aesthetic. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You know, if she's already trying, if they're, if they, if they are already trying to work you on the money and the consultation before you've even signed, you need to run. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just going to be a nightmare for you down the road, you know, I agree. Three or four months, you know, and a lot of stress.
0: Yeah. And you um, know, what I've learned is like, When your spidey senses tingle, I normally, three months, I look back and go, I remember that moment that I had that feeling and I ignored it and I can't let myself do that again, especially when I'm like, your budget, like at least I could say if I'm going to ignore it, maybe it's because you have such a great project and a great budget and it's so inspiring. Well, it's none of those things. So it's not. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So I think that's all I have for you. Why don't you share with everybody where they can find you online and on your social media?
1: So my website is superior construction and all the words have a hyphen between them. Um, and then I'm on every other social media, just the same way with no hyphens. Superior Construction and Design. And it is the word and A and D, it's not an ampersand. So I'm on Facebook and Pinterest, Twitter, House, LinkedIn. I'll, you know, all of them.
0: You're so. everywhere you need to be. You're like MasterCard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know if that's MasterCard. But anyway, thank you so much, Elizabeth. I super, oh. okay, two things. I am honored that you listen to any of my podcasts, all of them. Yeah. So thank you for that. And thank you. Honestly, yeah. I, who, somebody tagged you is what happened. Who was that? Wendy. Wendy Willis-Chuck. Okay. You know what? I love her too. And I have, we'll have to make sure I thank her uh, personally too. So thank you so much. Have she an awesome week. So thank you so freaking much to Elizabeth for taking the time to chat with me. And honestly, not only did she obviously take the time to chat with me on this podcast, but she then also just helped me a bunch of other times after So she told me about an app called Marco Polo, which I had never heard of. I had only heard of, you know, the beloved childhood game that we all loved. And, but it's, it's no, it's an app and it's basically, I don't know, it's hilarious that these apps exist because really you just take a video and you send it. So it's like video texting which is hilarious. Cause like, why can't we just get on the phone? But something about how we live our lives now, we just refuse to do that. And I'm for it. I'm all about it. Um, so anyway, so she, she told me to sign up for that app and then basically like sent me a couple more video responses to some questions I had. She gave me feedback on my proposal and literally every video she sent me, I think she sent me like three or four, my face. I wish I could take a screenshot. Maybe I will take a picture of my face and put it on the show notes, but I'm going to describe what my face looks like every time she would send me a video. It would basically be me being grinning ear to ear, full of joy, and um, honestly, it just filled my heart. And just the way she encouraged me in these videos was just, I can't even, very heartwarming and touching to say the least. Um, anyways, I just can't, I can't even, um, anyways, thank you so much, Elizabeth for that. And thank you, Wendy, for sharing her with me and suggesting that I reach out to her. Cause one of the best things I've done. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Oh my God. Speaking of reviews, guys, I just realized, so, okay, I was having issues with reviews, not showing up. Well, after some research into I'm actually looking at this on my phone right now. But after some research online, I finally figured out what the problem was. So I'm going to read to you guys a few more reviews that have been shared, and I'm going to share new one every week. So okay, This one here. Oh no, I didn't extend it so I could read the whole thing. So let's see, I'm going to find one that has a whole one. You know what? I'm going to share Elizabeth's review because she was kind enough to review great content and fresh ideas for designers. Five stars. Thank you, Elizabeth. Love Michelle and business homies podcast. Having been in the business 20 plus years, it's easy to get set in your ways. And I love the excitement and fresh ideas on her podcast. I've gleaned so many nuggets And takeaways from her guests. And this is always one of my first listens of the week. Thanks, Michelle. Heart once again, full. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I super appreciate it. If you want to hear more or kind of follow along my journey, then I urge you to join the Facebook group, Business Homies. You can easily search for it in Facebook, uh, or you can go to businesshomies.com to request access. But basically, I try to go live every week, sometimes more than once a week. And I share it all peeps. I've told you before, I I share it all. And the feedback I'm getting is that I really truly do share it all. And people seem to really like um, how open I am and that I'm really holding nothing back. Uh, Sometimes I question my life decisions when it comes to how much I share, but you know what, It's, it's just honest. And that's kind of all I will ever be. So there you have it. Anyways, thanks for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, homies. You're the best. And I'm so excited that I love your accent. And I think it's going to add a real nice touch to my podcast. You probably I no, have the accent. talks about my accent. Lord. Lord. I love
1: yeah.
0: it. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, have yourself an awesome day. All right, you too. Okay, thanks. bye. Thanks.